Welcome to the Get Over Yourself podcast. This is author and athlete Brad Kearns discovering ways to be healthy, fit, and happy in hectic, high-stress modern life. So let's slow down and take a deep breath, take a cold plunge, and expertly balance that competitive intensity with an appreciation of the journey. That's the theme of the show. Here we go. Let us give thanks to the show sponsors. These are great products and services. Check them out. It's so difficult to make the cut. Almostheaven.com for beautiful compact home use sauna kits. Ancestralsupplements.com for grass-fed organ meats in a capsule. Easy. DNAfit.com. Genetic testing delivering comprehensive diet and exercise recommendations. WildIdea.com. Grass-fed, sustainable buffalo, beyond organic, and the Primal Blueprint online multimedia mastery courses. I'm your host. Learn more at the links on my homepage, bradkearns.com. I also have a new button called Shopping with Brad for other cool stuff at bradkearns.com. And here we go with the show. The book describes uh, how you can banish uh, self-limiting beliefs and believe in yourself through the process of hard work and focusing on uh, your peak performance goals. Uh, to be great, you got to be a freak and uh, you can't be a real well-adjusted person. But I think we're getting past that now. One of my favorite examples of that is Usain Bolt, where he's clowning around on the starting line and making faces. And it's kind of cool to see him able to be soaking up the moment, playing to the crowd, yet maintaining that focus and that competitive intensity to be, I'm going to call Usain, probably the number two athlete in the history of the universe. There are two tigers, the guy you see at tournaments and the guy you see off the course. The tiger you see at tournaments makes Ben Hogan look as warm and fuzzy as a puppy. I want to enthusiastically recommend DNA Fit, cutting edge genetic testing to deliver a personal profile that will guide your fitness and nutrition goals. So simple, you spit in a tube, mail it off, and soon you get by email this super cool infographic where it delivers all these important insights and elements of your genetic profile at a glance. How you metabolize carbs, caffeine, vitamin D, lactose, and much more. My exercise profile was mind-blowing because it revealed my genetic muscular makeup to be 54% power strength and only 46% endurance. As a lifelong endurance athlete, I've been banging my head against the wall, training in a manner that was in conflict with my genes. Don't wait 20 years making mistakes like I did. Find out what diet and exercise patterns are most aligned with your genetics at dnafit.com. This stuff used to be super expensive. It was a few hundred dollars. Now it's pennies. Not really, but it's a great deal. And you get 30% off if you just put in the code. G-O-Y-30. Check out everything at dnafit.com. Breather show about Tiger Woods. Listen carefully to the lyrics. <laughs> so, Daddy Yankee singing Ven Conmigo. What he said was, Tomando mas gata que Tiger Woods. I'm taking more cat than Tiger Woods. Oh, man, has he been 
teased and ridiculed enough to last many lifetimes. And yes, Tiger Woods was up to no good, doing things he never should, falling very far from grace, both as a celebrity and a spokesperson, but also his incredible string of injuries and surgeries that he suffered, uh, kind of coinciding from his life falling apart in 2009. So we're talking about 10 years ago now, where he had the greatest run, I will argue, uh, convincingly, that he has become the greatest athlete in the history of sports in any sport. The run that he had dominating golf for over 20 years, nothing like it. And the level of domination, the level of focus and commitment and dedication. Did you know I wrote a book about him a long time ago? It was called How Tiger Does It. And it was analyzing the uh, peak performance attributes of a champion and how you can apply them to your own goals. It was actually a sequel to a book I wrote called How Lance Does It about the peak performance attributes of Lance Armstrong. And the funny thing is, first I wrote the Lance book, and in the ensuing years, uh, his life came crashing down on him with the doping allegations and all that controversy. Uh, But meanwhile, I was working on a book about Tiger Woods, released a couple years before uh, he fell apart in 2009. So uh, then my uh, editor, publisher, Mark Weinstein at McGraw-Hill called me up and said, okay, who's next? <laughs> anyway, I stand by the information in those books because I was talking about their uh, attributes for athletic performance, uh, notwithstanding the uh, nonsense off the competitive arena. But in Tiger's case, what happens in case you haven't been paying attention or all you read is the tabloids instead of the sports reports uh, is he has battled back from these injuries and surgeries that uh, were by many accounts believed to be uh, career-threatening, career-ending. And uh, last year, he made it basically all the way to the top of the golf world again, competing as one of the very best players on the planet. So not only will I call him the greatest athlete in history in any sport, but this is definitely the greatest comeback in the history of sports to come back at his age where he's now, uh, what, 42 going on 43 second place in the PGA. That's one of the four major championships of golf. Everyone's wondering if he's going to pick up another major. He's close to the all-time record of Jack Nicholas. I don't care about that. This is a different era, and his 14 majors that he's won is the greatest achievement in golf and all the other victories and accolades. But taking second at the PGA, man, that was uh, pretty close to you know the sports story of the decade if he were to bag a major and capture the public fascination. Uh, but at the end of the year, he also won the prestigious Tour Championship, which is kind of the final event of the season-ending FedEx Cup playoffs with the uh, most money at stake uh, in all the tournaments of golf. So from going that far down and everything falling apart to coming back, just want to talk about that a little bit, give some some credit out to uh, a great athlete and a great story. Interesting, there's a book that was released only recently, 2017, I believe. It was called Tiger Woods, and it was the most comprehensive biography ever delivered, uh, written by prominent journalist Jeff Benedict and Armin Katayan. 
And these guys went deep for many, many years on this project. They interviewed more than 250 people to learn all about Tiger Woods' life and sort out fact from fiction because there's been so much hype and BS uh, conveyed to create this public image that we all found out was nothing like uh, the real person. A lot of this was uh, now traced back to his father, Earl Woods, who was portrayed for his entire life as this ideal father. And he was writing books about fathering and how to uh, strike that beautiful balance between challenging your kids to be the best they can be, but keeping your priorities straight. And we had all these uh, insights or these character uh, insights about Earl Woods where he always stressed academics first and he always made sure Tiger did his homework before he was allowed to play golf. And he always uh, injected this racism component where he uh, pictured himself or presented himself as a victim of racism and actually did the same for Tiger. Kind of that helped craft his early public image. Remember his first commercial when he said uh, with Nike, hello world, and uh, part of the dialogue went, there are still courses in America that I'm not allowed to play on. It's like, oh, really? You think they're going to turn down Tiger Woods if he wants to go play a few holes at some course? So it was kind of over-dramatized, and what the book did a good job was uh, breaking this down. And uh, sorry about that, but Earl Woods came out to uh, not too pretty of a picture. And in fact, he was kind of the driving force pushing Tiger to extraordinary measures as sort of a a gravy train element rather than just uh, unconditional love and uh, high-minded fathering. So uh, some of these uh, dramatic stories that were part of Tiger Woods' legacy uh, that he was tied up in kindergarten and kids called him racist names and threw rocks at him were just directly refuted as complete bullshit and complete fabrication. I'm so excited to introduce you to Paluva. This is a new zero-drop minimalist shoe with the distinctive five-toe design from my main man, Mark Sisson. Paluvas give you the most authentic barefoot-style experience, but with sufficient cushioning so you can use them for all manner of daily movement, especially walking and many other fitness and athletic activities. Paluvas are also incredibly stylish, so you get a barefoot shoe that you're not embarrassed to wear around in daily life. It's been so cool to see the popularity of minimalist shoes grow over the recent years, but Paluvas are a step ahead of every other zero-drop wide-box shoe because of the critical feature of individual five-toe articulation, a separate slot for each of your toes. This allows for correct dynamic movement of the foot through the walking or running stride, which is impossible when your toes are encased into a single box, even a wide box. Well, you might know that minimalist shoes have faced controversy in recent years for causing injuries from inappropriate use. So here is the big picture mission. We want to get you walking in paluvas, living in your paluvas, going barefoot in your home or other safe areas as often as possible. Go ahead and use your specialized cushiony running shoes or your basketball shoes, work boots, high heels, things that you want to wear when you want to wear them, but wear your Paluvas as much as possible to reawaken the natural functionality of the human foot to stand, walk, run, and perform. Do you want to try a pair? I'm certain that when you put them on and walk around, you are going to quickly realize that these are the most comfortable, natural shoes 
that you've ever worn. They are designed to feel like you're, quote, walking barefoot on a putting green. Please visit paluva.com, that's P-E-L-U-V-A, and use the code BRADPODCAST and get 10% off your first pair. Paluvas, let your feet be feet. Hey, man, how's your sexual function? Oh, uncomfortable talking about it? Look, we talk about our injured knees, our belly fat, so it's time to get focused on function. I want to tell you about Gainswave. This is a cutting-edge protocol where a handheld device sends low-intensity shock waves into your penile blood vessels to stimulate a healing response and promote increased blood circulation and the growth of new blood vessels. A skilled practitioner puts the Gainswave magic wand onto your magic wand, and after a series of 6 to 12 very brief treatments, which are painless but extremely effective, you get real results. Gainswave reports an 80% success rate. Now, we know that popping pills is a popular penile protocol, but when you're working with clogged pipes, you just get a temporary band-aid effect when you take prescription drugs. Gainswave addresses the cause of age-related decline by stimulating growth factors and activating dormant stem cells. Translation, stronger, harder, more sustainable erections. I learned about Gainswave from my podcast guest, Dr. Judson Brandeis at the Brandeis MD Clinic in Northern California, and there's a robust network of Gainswave providers that you can find on their website near you. Complete a series of treatments, and the beneficial effects will last for a long time, especially if you eat and exercise well to promote overall vascular health. It's a tune-up for your equipment, and while it's great for ED, Gainswave is for any man that wants to combat the effects of aging and get a little boost for your A-game. So please visit Gainswave.com slash Brad. That's G-A-I-N-S-W-A-V-E dot com slash B-R-A-D to find a practitioner in your area, and you can take advantage of my special promotion, buy six treatments and get one free. You have nothing to lose and lots to gain from gainswave.com slash Brad. Uh, so that was interesting to kind of get the whole story about Tiger and how uh, this ideal father, as he was portrayed, was really anything but. Um, the guy had his own issues in life, especially the womanizing that he uh, uh, you know, bestowed upon his son. And so we can kind of put a lot of the blame there as the example that this guy set that no one knew about at the time and probably didn't know about uh, throughout his entire life until this recent book came out. Uh, let me read the actual book description because it sets up some of the uh, other commentary that follows. I hope the authors don't mind because I'm, I'm pitching the book after all. Go get it. It's fantastic. Quote, by tracing his life from its origins as the mixed race son of an attention-seeking father and the original tiger mom who programmed him to be the chosen one, tasked with changing not just the game of golf, but the world as well, the authors provide a wealth of new insight into the human being trapped inside his parents' creation. We meet the lonely, introverted child prodigy who has trouble connecting with other kids because of his stutter and unusual lifestyle. He was traveling around to tournaments even as a young kid all over the nation. We experience the thrill and confusion of his meteoric rise to stardom, and we come to understand the grown man's obsession with extreme training and deep sea diving despite their potential for injury as a rare source of the solitude he craves. 
Most of all, we're reminded time and time again of Woods' singular greatness and the exhilaration we felt watching an athletic genius dominate his sport for nearly 20 years. But at what cost? Benedict and Katayan provide the answers in an extraordinary biography that is destined to become the defining book about an authentic American legend and to linger in the minds of readers for years to come. That's very well written. Compelling, huh? Anyway, uh, that sets up for uh, some of the other commentary that I've injected into the show about the total mess that we see today with the age of the helicopter parent, where the ultimate goal is to create a machine that becomes a success in uh, tangible terms rather than a complete person. And in fact, uh, it's probably more prevalent than, uh, than we uh, appreciate where we're creating these little successful creatures, but we forget to mold them into a real person. Another example from Tiger from the book was like he, he was known as a cheapskate that kind of leaked out as part of his reputation, uh, surprisingly so, with all his wealth. And it got so bad that the PGA Tour actually assigned a bag man to trail him and hand out tips so that they wouldn't get out and wouldn't get bad gossip about the PGA Tour in general. So some guy was covering for Tiger uh, being unwilling to uh, pick up the tab or spread the love. In fact, when he was uh, deep into training with these Navy SEALs who opened up their, uh, their, their training camps for him, special privileges to jump out of airplanes and go into safe houses and, and raid them with a, a, a precise military raid where he's training side by side with real military guys. And then there was one account of, you know, the 12 of them went out to some little uh, dive roadside diner out in the desert uh, near their training center and the check came and like, you know, these guys are thinking, is this guy going to reach for it? Because after all, we're, you know, we're carrying him through this training that he's privileged to be a part of. The rest of them are uh, enlisted officers and he didn't make a move for the check. <laughs> you know, it was probably 80 bucks at a little place, but whew, what's cool now is when you see him uh, on TV, giving interviews and uh, trying to uh, capture uh, his personality. Uh, he's definitely more uh, down to earth, more affable, more communicative. Seems like uh, more sportsmanship is in play, especially when he did that one-to-one -one battle with Phil Mickelson. And that's really cool because people can uh, grow up and mature and evolve. And if he's doing it, good for him because he's been through a lot. Uh, what more could you ask, right? So it seems like he's become a more uh, well-adjusted, well-rounded human being. Uh, but back in the day, interesting insight from the book, and this was out in other books too, was that he was so extreme into this Navy SEAL training, skydiving, uh, doing uh, some advanced deep sea scuba diving. Uh, and then of course, his uh, deep obsession with uh, chasing the women. And according to the book, the uh, the public exposure of what was it a dozen women or so uh, they they said this was barely scratching the surface of this lifestyle pattern that this guy was locked into. A very interesting, controversial insight uh, from a friend of mine who knows Tiger, uh, and this person himself is an Olympic level athlete. Uh, said this to me, and I uh, never forgot it. I thought about it for years after. It's a pretty, pretty, uh, pretty heavy thing. He said uh, basically that uh, Tiger rose to this highest competitive plane that any human has ever risen to. No one compares. No team sport athlete compares to what Tiger has done. And the global level of fame and celebrity and attention and scrutiny he's had. Anyway, 
the amount of money involved, uh, the up-close nature of golf where you can watch and walk the course with this guy. So uh, what my friend said was to manifest this ascension into a higher competitive plane than anyone's ever been at, he had to create this extreme personality, this incredibly obsessive personality, and become absolutely insatiable for achievement and conquest. And so, of course, it spilled over off the course and into the obsessive pursuit of Navy SEAL training or video gaming or chasing the females and juggling a dozen at a time, this crazy stuff that no one can possibly imagine. But this was a creature who was insatiable and dominant in every way, including chasing the money. So of course he's going to be a cheapskate and not want to toss a 20 to the uh, the shoeshine attendant in the golf locker room because it's all part of this crazy personality, this extreme personality that was necessary, the argument goes by my Olympic athlete friend, that was necessary for him to succeed at that level because normal, (laughs) well-adjusted human would bag, you know, three majors in a row and maybe take it easy and lose a little bit of that competitive edge thinking that he'd, you know, succeeded beyond his wildest dreams. Uh, A reference for me comes up of Michael Milken. Remember the junk bond king in the 80s? Oh my gosh, this guy got a lot of publicity because he was uh, you know, creating this whole new industry of junk bonds and making more money than any single human had ever made. One year back in the late 80s, Michael Milken earned $500 million in income in a single year. And remember what happened to him? He got taken down by the feds in a sort of entrapment wiretapping incident with the convicted uh, insider trading uh, and and uh, Wall Street guru Ivan Bosky. So what happened was Ivan Bosky got busted by the government for insider trading, and they said, "Hey man, we'll give you a lighter, lighter sentence if you can reel in Michael Milken, and uh, you know we'll we'll, we'll uh, convict him of a crime too." It was a great book written about. It. I forgot the title, but the takeaway for me was like. Uh, Milken got totally entrapped. He didn't do anything illegal in his general everyday course of business. His junk bond operation was uh, uh, questionable. It was a uh, a different package to the economy had ever seen because they're putting together a bunch of uh, lousy, iffy investments, but all together uh, they pay off with great interest rate and become more uh, uh, secure. Uh, But what happened was he got reeled in, lured by Boski into this deal because he could not turn down. He, his greed level was so high that he had to be part of everything. And even though he was hesitant over and over, he was hesitant to get into this deal that led to his demise and downfall. He just couldn't turn that that voice off that you know wanted to consume. Even though he's making 500 million bucks a year, he wanted to go make a few million extra on a sketchy deal that didn't feel right to his intuition. Uh, so interesting parallel to Tiger going, going, going until he finally went off the rails. Okay, breathe, ingest, and now let's talk about some positive things, uh, especially because we're going to uh, end up this wonderful story with him coming back, seemingly a well-adjusted person. Of course, he's always had the charity going in the background, but a lot of times that's window dressing for celebrities, but he seems to be you know, authentically committed to helping kids with his learning center, uh, being a good father, all that kind of stuff, and then coming back and competing at the highest level. So my book, written many years ago, of course, described three success factors that made him the greatest athlete. Uh, These were focus, 
a what I called a work play ethic. So the work ethic felt like play, but he had a really strong work ethic. And then finally, a balanced approach. Greetings, my fitness-minded listeners. I want to acquaint you with the Primal Fitness Expert Certification Program, the most comprehensive home study multimedia fitness education course in the world. If you want to enhance your personal knowledge of all aspects of leading a healthy, active, fit lifestyle, this total immersion course will be life-changing. I'm the lead instructor and author of the course, and we have 14 chapters of extensive written content with over 100 accompanying videos covering topics such as general everyday movement, including micro-workouts and dynamic workstation tips, the full experience of gym-based strength training in all the different modalities, a complete presentation on all aspects of sprinting, both running and low-impact options, an assortment of high-intensity interval training and high-intensity repeat training strategies, a detailed education on the principles and practical application of aerobic endurance training, and extensive commentary, the most you will find in any publication, on all aspects and symptoms of overtraining and burnout. We even have fascinating peripheral topics like integrating nasal diaphragmatic breathing, dynamic stretching, injury prevention, and developing a peak performance mindset. It's really something, this course. We went all out for over two years with a great team to develop this amazing home-based fitness education for you. And you get one-on-one expert email support and private Facebook group connection throughout your studies to ensure that you absorb everything optimally and you pass your series of exams and get certified. So go to primalhealthcoach.com slash Brad to enjoy a very special limited time. And I'm not kidding. This is a big time discount just for you. 25% off your tuition. A fantastic premium offer at primalhealthcoach.com slash Brad for the most comprehensive fitness course you can ever find. I'm pleased to present B-Rad Grass-Fed Whey Protein Isolate Superfuel, the absolute highest quality all-natural protein supplement infused with creatine that delivers everything you need to optimize your appetite for fat loss, recover quickly from workouts, and build and maintain lean muscle mass, the single most important attribute for aging gracefully. Our protein comes directly from small family farms in America's dairy land of Wisconsin. It's cold processed and micro filtered for maximum bioavailability and digestibility. So please don't mess with the many cheap commodity protein supplements that are ineffective, inferior, less pure, and often contain junk sweeteners, especially the plant-based offerings that are vastly less bioavailable than the gold standard of protein supplements that's whey protein isolate. Whether you're in your peak athletic years looking to grow and recover or in the older age groups trying to delay aging and decline, whey and creatine are widely agreed to be the most critical and effective supplements to take for the rest of your life. You can easily stir the superfuel in water or make a delicious smoothie every day. I'm certain that you're going to love the pleasant, light, natural vanilla bean and cocoa bean flavors. So try some on Amazon today. It's a huge hit with dozens of five-star reviews. Or you can order direct from bradnutrition.com with our buy three, get one free, and make the super fuel a centerpiece of your daily routine.
coach. Uh, so some of that commentary I get to reel back in, but I wrote about how he seemed like he was a uh, a well-adjusted human where he had his charitable efforts and uh, things that kind of um, uh, interested him that he contributed to off the course. <sighs> anyway, the book describes uh, how you can banish uh, self-limiting beliefs and believe in yourself through the process of hard work and focusing on uh, your peak performance goals. So under the topic of focus, I talk about this absolute freedom from fear of failure or insecurity that Tiger Woods modeled and continues to model on the golf course, of course, this total obsession with being the best he can be. He famously broke down his swing numerous times in his career in the quest to become better and more consistent, even though he was at the very top of the world. It wasn't good enough to dominate the competition. He was called to the continued pursuit of the highest expression of his talents rather than resting on his laurels. That's a great message. Uh, what's really great is when you can have this killer instinct in competition and this this quest for what you want to call it perfection or whatever, but it's nice to be able to turn that faucet off when the game is over, when the competition is over. Uh, it seems very much like Lance Armstrong, Tiger Woods, even Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan had a little trouble turning the faucet off. And we make this characterization in general that uh, to be great, you got to be a freak and uh, you can't be a real well-adjusted person. But I think we're getting past that now. One of my favorite examples of that is Usain Bolt, where he's clowning around on the starting line and making faces. And it's kind of cool to see him able to be soaking up the moment, playing to the crowd, yet maintaining that focus and that competitive intensity to be, I'm to call Usain probably the number two athlete in the history of the universe behind Tiger Woods. Maybe they're tied for number one because his level of domination in the single most competitive athletic event on the planet, which is the 100-meter dash, the race to determine the world's fastest human, winning the Olympics over and over, three Olympics in a row, numerous world titles. He just absolutely dominated from when he burst on the scene to 2008 to his retirement last year. That's right up there. And why is the 100-meter dash the most competitive athletic event in the world? Because every kid on this planet at one point or another has engaged in a foot race against someone else. And I guarantee you that we have indeed discovered the fastest human in the world and the fastest eight of them are in the blocks at the Olympics. These folks come from countries all over the planet. Uh, almost all of them are of West African descent. So you see runners today representing the West African nations or United States, Jamaica, uh, European countries, wherever their citizenship is. Uh, but that's an interesting genetic insight that's covered further in the book Taboo and also the book uh, The Sports Gene by David Epstein, where the genetic attributes of those of West African ancestry predispose them to uh, being able to perform at the highest level on the planet in the explosive uh, events like the 100-meter dash. On the subject of competitive focus, here's a quote from the popular golf announcer and funny man David Faraday. It appeared in the book Tiger Rules, quote, there are two tigers, the guy you see at tournaments and the guy you see off the course. The tiger you see at tournaments 
makes Ben Hogan look as warm and fuzzy as a puppy. Ben Hogan is an old-time player who was a notoriously cold competitor, one of the greats of all time. Uh, in terms of his complete focus, everything, fans, media, it's all swatted away. I have no problem with him walking right past me on the course because I've seen the other side, the fun, easygoing guy. But something happens when he puts his spikes on. It's like watching a shark feed. To see a creature that's so evolved, there's a beauty to it. It's taken to an art form, end quote from David Faraday. So let's wrap up this breather show with a great appreciation for the competitive focus displayed by Tiger Woods. Maybe give him a break or a second chance. Uh, get away from this fascination that we have with uh, celebrity life and kicking people when they're down. Uh, whew, these are all real people doing the best they can, and uh, sometimes it ain't pretty. But Tiger has clawed back to the top level in his sport, and it's a wonderful uh, thing to be celebrated. And if you ever have a chance to see him perform live on the golf course. It is a spectacle uh, unrivaled in the world of sport. It is absolutely a phenomenal, electric, energized atmosphere that will be an unforgettable experience. Remember, people are surrounding and following. This swarm of people is following and watching his every move on the golf course for five hours. And so just to see the spectacle of the sea of humanity uh, uh, chasing him all around and running ahead to try to get a better spot to see him hit his next shot. And then when he when, when the sea parts, the, the, the crowd parts and the, the ropes form so he can walk to the next tee and you see this incredible focus and competitive intensity up close and personal a few feet away and then the absolutely phenomenal athletic accomplishment of crushing these golf balls like these modern players do and hitting it so unimaginably far if you're a golfer going how do they do it and creating these amazing shots where he's curving the ball around a tree and there it lands on the green eight feet away you cannot appreciate the sport on television as you can when you're right there watching them and walking with them so get out there and find him. I told my son huh, five years ago now, back in 2013, when Tiger was uh, kind of fading away and uh, dealing with another surgery and another layoff, I said, if we ever have a chance to see him perform live, we are going to do it. And we went and watched him in Los Angeles at the Genesis Open, uh, Riviera Country Club, Los Angeles. And it's well worth the experience, not to mention watching all the other players, but the Tiger Woods phenomenon is unforgettable. So get out there if he's in a town near you get your ticket watch him play golf even if you're not a golfer so let's end off with five tips to improve your focus from the interesting book how tiger does it still available on amazon.com probably for a dollar 96 or something we'll see number one create an ideal peak performance environment by taking the mechanical steps necessary to promote success. Choose endeavors that are aligned with your highest goals so that you're ready to be your best every time you compete. String up the gallery ropes to help you maintain focus. Get what I mean? To eliminate those distractions. Respect the importance of a routine like Tiger before each round and each shot where he hits his practice shots. He hits a few putts. The deliberate pre-shot routine is uh, on display on TV where these golfers are looking at the yardage, taking two practice swings, uh, gathering their wits, settling in, and stroking a beautiful shot. Number two. 
Have the courage and discipline to make difficult decisions in the interest of your peak performance, health, and happiness. This includes communicating honestly and directly in difficult relationships or circumstances and severing difficult relationships if necessary. And I think I uh, took that from the book because uh, Tiger has like ditched all these people in his world, his caddy, his coach, his agent. If things weren't working out, it was like, boom, you're gone. See you later. But always in the interest of uh, his best interests. Uh, complain if you want or say what you want about loyalty and all those things. But man, must be tough to be in that position with everyone wanting to suck up to you and take something off you. So Make those difficult decisions in your own life to set yourself up for competitive success. Develop an optimum peak performance style that is true to your basic nature and aligned with your goals. Number three, pursue peak performance in all areas of life. Focusing only on career or athletic performance brings numerous drawbacks. Snicker, 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 because I wrote this a few years before we saw the Tiger Spectacle play out. However, the tip still holds true, right? Focus on a broad success rather than narrow success. Applying your skills to other challenges and responsibilities creates leverage that supports not only broad success, but happiness. Focus on making smooth transitions from one life responsibility to another. Blurring the lines compromises performance in each and creates additional stress. How about that, man? Leave your work at home, leave your work at the workplace and leave your family life at home. You know, be present. Don't try to blend things, especially in the age of hyperconnectivity. Tip number four, expect the unexpected. When you appreciate the rewards of pursuing peak performance, regardless of the outcome, you will not be tripped up when competitive circumstances don't go according to plan. Trials, tribulations, and even defeat represent powerful growth opportunities. Tip number five, get out of your own way. Much of our difficulty in focusing stems from our own negative attitudes and actions. Cultivate a positive attitude towards your goals and discard destructive beliefs and behavior patterns to attain the ideal competitive mindset. Maintain a simple approach and an understanding that hard work produces results. Thanks for listening. Pare, muévelo, como tú lo haces, no. Pare, muévelo, como tú lo haces, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Como tú lo haces, no. Pare, muévelo, como tú lo haces, dum, 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 dum. Thank you for listening to the show. We would love your feedback at getoveryourselfpodcast at gmail.com. And we would also love if you could leave a rating and a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. I know it's a hassle. You have to go to desktop iTunes, click on the tab that says ratings and reviews, and then click to rate the show anywhere from five to five stars. And it really helps spread the word so more people can find the show and get over themselves, because they need to. Thanks for doing it. Hey, how about a backwards commercial? Are you ready? So, go to OrganifiShop.com and enter the discount code BRAD for 20% off your order. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I-Shop.com. Why? 
would I do something as silly as a backwards commercial? It's because I'm positive you have to try this stuff. Trust me, order some now. It's going to change your life. Organifi is an organic superfood supplement company. They're known for their greens. You take them when you travel, get all your nutrition. But I like their top secret Organifi Gold Warm relaxation beverage. This is the single best tasting tea you will ever try in your life. So if you want something soothing, delicious, nutritious at the end of your busy, productive day, pour yourself a scoop of Organifi Gold. What's in there? Turmeric, the anti-inflammatory superstar is the base. And then listen to this, smooth coconut milk, cinnamon, ginger, lemon balm, and two super mushrooms. It's legit. It's delicious. Check it all out at OrganifiShop.com. And don't forget to put in Brad for 20% off. Try Organifi Gold. If you're not totally satisfied, send it back to me and I'll keep it. 